Welcome to the Teaching Middle School ELA Podcast. We're your hosts, Caitlin Mitchell and Jessica Kanata. If you're looking for ways to bring rigor and engagement to your middle school ELA classroom without sacrificing your nights and weekends, then this podcast is for you. Our goal is to provide you with your weekly dose of tips, tools, and inspiration so you can actually enjoy teaching again. We'll help you bring the fun and creativity to your ELA lessons so that your students master the standards and you can leave school when the bell rings. Get ready to be that teacher you've always wanted to be to do great work and thrive. All right, before we dive into today's episode, if you're feeling fed up with the writing that your students are producing, then I want to tell you that if you don't have a solid plan for teaching writing, and I'm not just talking topic sentences, details, that sort of stuff, like a solid plan from A to Z, then your students are going to continue to struggle with writing. And unfortunately, that means that you are going to continue to grade mediocre essays, piles upon piles of them, and just hate grading, right, for the rest of your life. And I want to say, you know, for the past eight years, we have been obsessed with writing. That is actually the foundation upon which EB Academics was born, was our EBW approach, our EB writing framework. And that is specifically literary analysis. That's the foundation from which every other writing style is built inside of our EB writing program. And we're really dialed into exactly what works to get your students to be rock star writers. And we have some really simple strategies that we've put together for you in a free live workshop. So It's four proven strategies for teaching literary analysis writing like a pro, and it is an absolutely free workshop. It is live. We put together a pop-up Facebook group, three bonus trainings in the pop-up Facebook group, and we're giving away a ton of cool prizes, including two Hue document cameras, my favorite, favorite teaching item, Hue document camera, as well as a MacBook Air and some other fun giveaways. So we'd love to invite you to join us. If you go to ebacademics.com forward slash writing 22, you can sign up for free. Just pick your date for the free live workshop and then make sure that you join us in the Facebook group. And what I love so much about this is these are strategies that you can easily implement into your class period. Even if you think, you know, I'm not a great writer myself, so how am I supposed to teach writing to my students? Or you just feel like, you know, there isn't enough time in the day to teach writing or any of the other objections that you have about teaching writing, which I know so many of us as writing teachers hate teaching writing. That is not going to be the case after joining us for our free workshop. So again, if you go to ebacademics.com forward slash writing 22, definitely make sure that you join us for this experience. All right, let's dive into today's episode. All right, today we're going to be talking about invisible scripts. So an interesting concept um, that actually makes teaching harder than it needs to be. So again, this is one of those like mindset ways of being like narratives we're telling ourselves, like the important work that doesn't get talked about enough, quite frankly. Um, And perhaps you know what we mean by invisible scripts, but if you don't, basically they are beliefs that are so ingrained in our minds that we aren't even aware of the fact that they influence our thoughts, our beliefs, and our actions. So a lot of times these are called like limiting beliefs as well. Maybe you've heard us talk about that in the past. And usually they come from society, right? It's like a social norm or something like that. It comes from our parents, right? Where we are brought up, especially from like zero to eight when we are most influenced. Um, and even the teachers that we had as kids, 
uh, these invisible scripts really come from. And so I'm going to say some of them to you and you might be like, oh my gosh, yes, that is me. Like that is an invisible script that I have. And as I'm saying these, you'll have others that pop into your mind too, um, that, uh, that will resonate, you know, with you. I have dog hair stuck somewhere. Sorry. And something's <laughs> distracting me. I have dog hair stuck on my fingers. And so I, as I'm moving my hands, I have like dog hair on my face. Anyways, <laughs> side note, the joys of having two golden retrievers. So I want you to think about if any of these invisible scripts sound familiar. I know some of them hundred percent do for me. Number one, money doesn't grow on trees. How many times did you hear that growing up? I heard it all the time, all the time. Uh, number two, extra for the guacamole at Chipotle. Not a chance, not worth it. We're not spending that right. Or after college, you're going to get married. You're going to buy a house and you're gonna have kids. I know that was, that was not for me. That was not a script that I was brought up with, but a hundred percent, my husband, that was his script, you know, and he totally went against the grain and it is such a script that all of his friends followed that script to a T and had a house, were married and had kids by like 23. And perhaps that's some of our listeners too, mm-hmm. right? And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just interesting how society influences these scripts that we have and these beliefs that we have in our lives. Um, and then the last one that I'm sure we hear all the time is you're going to retire from work at 65. Like, I know there's a reason for 65 with social security and all that stuff. And it's also really interesting. Like why, why is that still the case? Does that have to still, could we retire at 50? Could we retire at 70? If we, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, that is so just 65. That's the number, you know? Right. Um, and these scripts, then I'm sure there are others, as I'm saying those that pop into your mind, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And these scripts guide your thoughts. They guide your feelings. They drive your actions. And you most likely aren't even kind of aware of it at all. And if you don't pause and reflect on them, you end up ignoring them and they just are there. Until all of a sudden you realize, oh my gosh, how did I end up here doing something just because you thought that that was expected or just because that's what you were told or just because that's this belief that you've had because of things that you've heard from society, from your parents, from teachers, from people growing up. And you're like, well, that's just the way it's going to be, right? Like never ordering that side of guacamole, even though you like really, really want it. It influences everything. It does. And it's like a silly example, but it's so relatable. I think totally. It's the little things that we're influenced by too. Yes. Yeah. And I think we're sometimes completely unaware of the invisible scripts that we hold. And yet they infiltrate your thoughts, your words, your actions. Like Caitlin was saying, they do ultimately hold you back from living that best life or that life that you desire. So we want you to challenge you here. Like, can you think of a belief that you have about teaching that has just been ingrained in you from society or from your parents or your friends, whatever it might be. So I'm going to give some examples, but you might come up with others of your own as well. Maybe you believe you're in it for the outcome, not the income. And there's so much wrong with that statement, but we won't discuss that. We won't even right go now there because we're not talking about that today, but yes. Nope. Yeah. But has that been ingrained in you? Mm-hmm. How about teaching kindergarten is scary. Oh yeah. Like when you hear someone says, Oh, I teach kindergarten. I go, Oh man, you teach kindergarten. That's crazy. I'm and always they like, say back to you. Us, like, well, you teach middle school. Yep. You know what I mean? It, that is such an interesting conversation. A hundred percent. And that's the next one I was going to give. Teaching middle school is scary or teaching middle school is hard. Mm-hmm. 
teaching high school is scary, right? Like I was always like, oh God, no, nope. Fifth grade, that's my sweet spot. Like I can't go any higher. I can't go any lower. Well, like who said, what if I would have loved teaching seventh or eighth grade? Where did that Maybe limiting belief where come, did it from? come from? But I was always like, nope, this is where I'm good at it. How interesting. Or, teaching writing's hard, right? Or being an ELA teacher is the hardest because, oh, there's just so much to grade. Okay. So there's so many invisible scripts that we're telling ourselves. And I want to, I do want to note this, like they don't have to be negative. Like, I feel like the ones we're giving are all kind of like Debbie Downer negative Mm -hmm. ones, but they can be positive. Like for example, teaching is rewarding, right? That is an invisible script we have as most teachers. We do believe our job is rewarding and we love it. So just keep that in mind. But for the most part, invisible scripts are with you all the time. And it's transformative when you become aware of them. And you realize the power that you have now to like shape your life with them or change them because over time, certain negative scripts can become traps and their power to hold you back starts to increase significantly. So we want to dive deeper into some of these invisible scripts that we've witnessed over the years that we've been working with thousands of middle school ELA teachers. And so we're just going to break them down for you and see what they bring up for you. And I want to say something else before we talk yeah, about these, do it. Is that. It's almost like, you know, we're invisible scripts. And I, I also think like limiting beliefs are so mm-hmm. similar. They almost become crutches that allow us to be victims to our circumstances and not make changes in yeah. our lives. We just say them so easily. We're flippant about it. Almost. Yep. Like, oh yeah. I can't do it. No. Nope. Yeah. And this really stemmed for me from like <laughs> the leadership program that I keep talking about, but I'm telling you, it's so been so transformational, but w- as a parent, as a mom, I had this invisible script that being a parent is hard. And like, how many conversations have you had with parent friends who all you do is talk about like the ridiculously difficult aspects of being a parent. And so I allowed this invisible script of being a parent is hard to be my crutch for being a victim to parenthood and having this negative reality of being a parent. And as soon as I became aware of that and was like, I'm being a total victim and I'm letting this invisible script run and dictate my life and how I experience my relationship with my son. And I don't want that for my life. And you can, you get to change it. Like it is changeable. You know, I just, I think it's It's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So invisible script number one that you might have is you might believe that you don't have a solid plan for how to teach your students writing. So you can't do it. How many Facebook groups have you seen where it's like, Oh, students just can't write or whatever the invisible script is, or I don't, I don't have any support for my admin. So I can't teach writing, you know, again, like being a victim to the system, which we're not saying there's not anything wrong with the system because there's a lot wrong with the system. Right. Mm -hmm. But, and you can be responsible for creating your own system that insulates you from the system. So think about that, right? If you don't have a solid plan, that's, that's the system's fault, but you can create a system, go get a plan, right? Just go get, just go get one, right? Like why Are you going to settle for just assigning essay after essay without a game plan for how to actually get students to improve their writing, right? You're setting yourself up for disappointment. You're setting yourself up for failure. This is such an opportunity to get to take control back, right? And be in the driver's seat of your reality because we don't want to set our students up to fail. And we quite frankly, don't want to waste their time or you don't want to waste your time 
when your students writing essays, grading essays, when they haven't been taught how to write essays, right? In the last episode, we broke down the absolute importance of using a writing framework. We talked about our writing experience that we put together this summer that actually starts really soon um, that I talked about at the beginning before the episode aired. So make sure that you go join us for that. Um, This is an opportunity, like use this episode in this moment right now as a catalyst to jump on board and be like, yep, I'm not going to be a victim to the system anymore. I'm going to take control of what I can control and be in the driver's seat. And I'm going to learn a writing framework and I'm going to immediately start teaching it to my students so that they can actually start seeing improvements in their writing and develop the confidence to write for your class or in another subject area beyond middle school, right? So that invisible script of, I don't have a solid plan for how to teach my students writing, so I can't do it. We're going to get rid of that. We're going to leave that in the past and adopt a different way of, of being. Yeah. Okay. Another invisible script in this one. I swear to you, we hear all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> so let's see if it, it resonates, resonates with you. <laughs> yeah. so you might say to yourself, my ELA period is only 43 or 48 or 52 or whatever number you want minutes long. So I just can't fit writing into my schedule. I don't have enough time. And I have to tell you, this drives us crazy, like absolutely crazy when we hear it. Because frankly, if something's important to you, and let's face it, like writing is up there, it's important in our ELA curriculum, then you make time for it. You structure your class period so there are no wasted minutes. How do you do that, right? Well, maybe it's starting with spiraled review bell ringers that help reinforce writing concepts. And frankly, we're a huge fan of this. We suggest this to all our EB teachers that you do that. Or perhaps it's alternating reading and writing days throughout your week that you can fit in the writing standards, or maybe it's rinsing and repeating writing lessons. So students become more proficient and the writing process doesn't take as long. Maybe it's using that writing framework Caitlin was just talking about so that they know what they're doing and it frees up more of your class period. There's a ton of options here. I could keep going, but one option that's absolutely not going to work is to just say, I don't have time for writing. My class period's not long enough. Yeah. And this is another perfect example of the system, right? Being mm-hmm. a problem. And you get to create a system that insulates you from the system, right? It's just like, it's such a powerful way to think about it. Like you get to put this between you and all the crap that comes from up top, right? Um, and changes the invisible script. And I'll tell you right now, when I taught part-time, I taught Tuesday, every other Wednesday and Thursday. So I basically had zero time to teach ELA, right? I only taught two days and then three days a week writing. That was it. That's all my students got for ELA and you get it done. You know what I mean? You, you get to figure it out. It's an opportunity for you to figure out processes, systems that just make it work. Right. And just said, like, if something's important to you, you make it happen. It becomes a non-negotiable in your life. All right. Invisible script number three that perhaps you have right now that again, we're going to leave in the past is, well, you know what? I need to figure out how to teach writing before I decide to actually teach it to my students, right? Again, we're creating this like buffer between us and like making changes because we have this invisible script that's impacting our reality. And so sometimes teachers, and perhaps you, this lands for you and, and, you know, it gets you to think about something. Sometimes teachers get caught in the trap of thinking that, you know, just one more Google search or one more click on Pinterest or one more TPT resource is going to change everything. Like I just need that one thing to change it. And that is totally human nature to always think, oh, the right answer is just one decision away. 
But that is not the freaking case mm-hmm. at all. At all. It stems from here, from inside, from you changing, right? Doesn't matter necessarily what the vehicle is. It stems from change on the inside. And there are so many options out there for teaching writing that it's very easy to become completely overwhelmed by it. And that's what's called decision fatigue, right? When we have too many decisions, we actually don't take any action at all. And it's action that's going to help you accomplish your goals. So by not taking any action, you're just staying in that same invisible script and that same limiting belief. And so, you know, if we take imperfect action forward, at least we're moving in the right direction. At least we're moving somewhere away from this invisible script. And so when teachers join our EB writing program, and again, this is all stuff that we're going to talk about in terms of like the actual framework and lessons and things like that in our uh, writing experience that we put together for you. So again, go to ebacademics.com forward slash writing 22. So you get to be a part of that. You can learn our resources, learn from us, be a part of this great experience. Um, And when teachers join our EB writing program, we give them bite-sized training videos to watch. So you can learn one part of the EBW approach or that's our framework that we teach. And then you go take action on just that one video. So it's like, you don't have to sit down for a week and just like watch all this stuff and learn how to teach writing. It's so simple. Here's how to teach this concept. Here's the lesson that goes with it. Watch it for five minutes, go teach it the next day. Um, And I just think that those like small action steps forward and starting to see small wins, like reinforces our confidence to keep going forward. Right. So, you know, students are going to learn about why they should start their essays with tag. Why is the term tag a complete game changer? You have the handout, you go teach it the next day. And that's again, one of the things that we're going to talk about in our experience, I actually give you the tag handout and we teach you how to teach it and all that stuff. So it's when you take action like that, that you and your students experience that quick win. And then you go take the next little bit of action. It's like those, it's almost like what the endorphin uh, hits, like, yeah, right. When you're like watching, wanting to do more. Yeah. Like when you're playing a video game and you like earn coins and you Mm -hmm. like keep staying on it, it's that, that, you know, that's how like social media is created to like keep us on social media. It's like that, but not in a nefarious way. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So just a little bit of action each day builds up. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm a great writing teacher. And my students are writing thoughtful, focused essays. And you just did it one step at a time. It's not this overwhelming thing. You don't have to figure out how to teach writing before you can actually teach it to your students. You get to take small baby steps. Which sounds totally doable, right? I love that. And on the flip side of things, you might want to ask yourself like, well, what's going to happen if I, I don't take those little bits of action and I continue to let these invisible scripts run my life? Well, it's going to be a lot more of the same, right? It's going to be continued dread at teaching writing to your middle schoolers or whatever the invisible script is that you're telling yourself. It's going to be hours of wasted time spent searching for a writing lesson that will finally give your students a win that just that one more thing I need to find, right? Or it's walking into your classroom Monday mornings, not at all sure of what your game plan is for getting your writing lesson to your kids that day. What are you even going to teach? Or it's Sunday afternoon spent with, 38 essays that all have random quotes. And you're like, oh my gosh, they're all still summarizing. I just, I don't get this. Why are they still doing this? Right. But what would happen if you acknowledge the invisible scripts that are showing up in your life and you flip them around? What if you told yourself, I have a solid plan for teaching writing to my middle schoolers. I can do it. Or 
My ELA period is 43 minute long, 43 minutes long, sorry. And I can absolutely fit a quality writing lesson in, no problem. Or even, I don't need to figure out how to teach writing before I teach it to my students. I can just take those baby steps like Caitlin was talking about, a little bit of action each day, because that's the important thing, just taking action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get the choice. Yes. I think that's what it comes down to, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I and, think it's I think it's two things, and that's the biggest catalyst to change. The first is recognizing what they are. So like true. after listening to this, sit down and maybe make a list of all of your invisible scripts that run your life that are not serving you, that you don't want to be a part of your life at all. Because think about those, those scripts that we just shared, those invisible scripts are all negative Mm -hmm. and they all heavily impact how you show up and how you enjoy your, your profession, your job, your life, right? Like we talked about in a previous episode that this is life and you get the choice to decide is the invisible script going to continue to dictate how I operate and how I be? how I am, or am I going to leave that behind and make a different invisible script for myself? That's a new reality, right? I think that it's so empowering. It's so empowering. And it has nothing like we don't have to change the big system in order to change these things about ourselves and our ways of being that impact our happiness, right? right. Yes. The big system has issues that totally have to be addressed hundred percent. It's both. And right. Yeah. All right. So like I said earlier, definitely join us for our writing experience. We have a workshop that is an hour long. We're going to cha- uh, share four game changing strategies with you for teaching, um, literary analysis writing, which is our EBW approach. So evidence-based writing. Um, and then we have a pop-up Facebook group experience with bonus trainings. We're giving you free resources, teaching you how to use them and really setting you up for success with writing this school year. So you can walk into class. You feel confident to be able to transform yourself into a rockstar writing teacher and your students into rockstar writers. And that's a hugely empowering experience. So definitely join us. Go to ebacademics.com forward slash writing 22. And again, the whole thing is free. We're giving away a MacBook Air, dot cams, like all kinds of fun stuff. It's going to be awesome. So come spend some time with us and we'll see you guys there. All right. Hopefully this was helpful. Got you thinking about some things. And we'll see you guys next week on the podcast. Bye everyone. Bye everybody.